at the PHNX studios on a Thursday afternoon. Welcome into PHNX Suns Live. I'm just trying a whole bunch of different things. What the hell, man? <laughs> I, you know, that was Brent Musburger. I'm just oh trying different God. things. I'm Espo. <laughs> Gerald Saul, we're all here. Lindsay's still recovering. But good news, everybody. She's turned the corner, and I think she'll be back next oh, week. Oh, no, she will be back on Monday. <laughs> There's a clause in her contract. Saul's she has to be back. By Monday. Glad you're feeling better, Linz. <laughs> also, we're off to a strong start already in the chat. Because Rick James 2345 said, continuity should be a band word. Fuck that word. He's Rick James, bitch. It's, it's going to be a long right. show for Rick. <laughs> uh, PHNX Suns Live is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Gentlemen, we've done it all week. This is the capstone of our week, and I'm going to ask it one final time. What stage of son's grief are you in today? Let me guess. Denial and acceptance. Yeah. <laughs> are you never going to jump off of denial? I told you, it's going to be all summer long. I'm going to be in denial over this. I'm still in denial. I will probably never understand what the hell happened in that game seven. Yeah, I've, I've accepted it. I moved on. I'm on. I'm on to the next game. Let's I'm go. ping ponging around already, and I think I'm in bargaining today. I think is where okay. I've where I've gone to. Where now I'm just like, hey, if they trade this guy and do this guy, they can get back. I mean, it was just a fluke, so we can make it happen. But that's not bargaining. Oh, I'm bargaining to yeah, make that's, to make that's bargaining better. for the future. Like you, uh, we're no, talking no, no, about. I'm saying if they can make it go back in time and make a trade oh, in February, yeah. they'd be better now. Is where yeah, I'm at. Yeah. We could talk about next season too. They could do that too. So. Hello from Argentina, there, Ariel. Oh, welcome, welcome in to the program. We're gonna we're gonna start in a place where we ventured yesterday, because I feel like there was still some meat on the bone, and I feel like Saul wanted to kill me because I got a call <laughs> after the show. Oh, so did Gerald. Home. You got a call so too. So did Gerald. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. So I, I like, called you, I, and then I called him. I re-listened to this, and then I looked at your uh, at your uh, your your, ra- your uh, tears here. We got to talk about this. This is bullshit. There's a problem. Because Espo, and like, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't explain myself. Espo well. literally didn't even tell us he was doing no, that. I did not. He created it and then threw up on the screen for like. A good hot minute, and then took it off, and so we didn't really have time to absorb it. Like there are Purposefully. some, there is some absolute tragedies that have happened on this list. Go ahead, throw that list up there, uh, Leah. Please, let's go in order. For the we'll people. start with the legends mm-hmm. uh, list here, and we can read through it. I think there's one problem here potentially oh, that yeah, came yeah. up. Oh. Le- the legends, LeBron. <laughs> Actually, let me take a step back. Uh-huh. The way I'm looking at this is based on uh, on where they stood in their career as of last season. As right? of last season? Like, so, like this, this, this season that just ended so, for the Suns. Okay. Not, as of so, this current season. As of season. this okay. current season okay. that is going on. So 2021? 2021-22. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Uh, so in my Legends category, I have LeBron, Steph Curry, uh, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
I threw this out on social. I think KD should probably be here after a little. You think? Yes. I. <laughs> you think? Even, even though they didn't make You have the... Steph Curry on that list, and I am a Steph Curry stan. I love Steph Curry. But KD won two finals MVPs on Steph Curry's team. Great. And Steph Curry's won three championships. And Steph Curry's team's in oh the Western God. Conference championship oh right now. And KD didn't make the freaking playoffs. Look, I, I don't want to argue Steph versus uh, KD. KD didn't make the playoffs. No, there. the playing game is not the playoffs. They just lost to the Celtics in the first round, jackass. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Fine. They made see, it into the see, first. They got uh, swept, which was I don't unmemorable. Care. I don't unmemorable. care. He also averaged thirty-seven and seven, or thirty-nine and seven, or thirty-seven and six. He's just okay. one of the best. Five. He's literally one Look, of the best players of I all time. One of the top ten players of all time. And you're not even going to put him in the top ten list? Are you kidding? In, in the legends list? I started oh by saying oh I messed God. up on that one. I admitted it before anybody said anything. No, you didn't admit it before anything. Anybody said anything because you got called out on Twitter, and now you're admitting it. No, no. but I thought it. I I was thinking it when we talked about it yesterday that that was probably an omission. Now I know it is because you're screaming at me, <laughs> and so is Twitter. Gerald, you can speak now, so I can be quiet for a second. They're both top fifteen players of all time, top twenty at worst. So yeah, they're they're both in the legends yeah, category. Yeah, you don't have to omit Steph Curry because no, you add yeah, KD. You right. can have four people yeah, in. And there. I'm saying that was an omission that he should have moved from my megastar. Into that legend. Also, you can't talk list. shit about KD. He's coming to Phoenix. I'm not talking <laughs> shit about him. Uh, Ariel in the chat wants to know why is Kendall Marshall not in the legends list? <laughs> Forgetting Kendall Marshall. Oh, my well, God. It depends on what Poor kind Kendall. of legend oh. you're talking about. Legendarily so. bad that pick? That was a legendary yes. pick, yeah. Yes, there's another Kendall <laughs> that probably should be there, but we move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go into the mega stars list. Here. Wait, are, so are we skipping over the part where we think we can add players to this legend? Do you want to? Do you want to add somebody to the legend list? All right. Like Who I'm, would you like to add? I'm adding both Kawhi Leonard and Nikola Jokic at okay. this point in time. Can I explain on sure. that? Sure. Kawhi, I felt like since he hadn't played all year, mm. you had to move him down a level okay. in my mind. Okay. Jokic didn't go into the legends because he doesn't have a title. Okay. I think. I got in this argument, not an argument, but I talked with some of our DNVR counterparts mm. and they said, well, what about Barkley? They said, in my, in my mind, he'd be a megastar, not, mm. not a legend because he didn't have the title. To me, to be in that category, you have to have, have the ring. Okay. That's, to that's be a legend, thought. you have to have a ring. In, in this tiering, yes. It- okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I mean, I just absolutely detest John Stockton. Oh yeah. I just want to go on the record and say that. I think yeah. he is now one of the worst people in the world. Yeah. But he when we're just talking basketball, mm-hmm. like he he has all the stats. Like he is at the top of the of the list when it comes to point guards. No major award in terms of an MVP or anything, no title, not a legend, but he would a still be a legend. Megastar. I mean, he's mind. the number 1 assist guy of like, all time and steals. <laughs> That's great. And steals. And steals. <laughs> That's great. What did it get him? A couple trips to the finals <laughs> oh with no ring. But see, oh, man. Being a Suns fan has turned you sour. When I speak it's okay. Let him do this because I'm about to set his ass up for failure using oh, his own words. You can okay, set okay, me let's go. up for failure. Here, let's go. Here's, here's Jack Wagon. Nik- Nikola right. Jokic, two-time MVP. He's going to go down as one of the 50 greatest players of all time when he's done. Maybe he's not there yet, but he's two-time MVP. He's in the conversation. Kawhi Leonard, two titles with two different teams, like constantly in the MVP voting when he's healthy. 
If he wasn't he's healthy, healthy this year. If he's healthy, he's on that okay. legend. I, I can see the drop for mm-hmm. Kawhi because okay. a the health, mm-hmm. but also the way he left San Antonio, like they yeah. just you know basically not wanting to play, and that's not really that's that's not what superstars should be all about. Obviously, this list is riddled with people who have <laughs> flaws character wise. Sure, obviously, sure. every list is so. riddled with flaw character. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, let's go okay. on to the next list. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to the mega stars. Uh, so Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, we talked about KD, mm-hmm. uh, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. I think these guys are in that tier below legend, but a tier above the the next group we're going to talk about. And I think Luka wasn't there until what he's done this playoffs. I think he, yeah. you know this playoffs this season. I think he moves up into into that range. I have no problems with that. Yeah, okay. I would. I would have in this group Luca, Joel Embiid. Um, I would also have Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Paul George, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. You'd have them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I wish can't. I could see your list so I could <laughs> so I can remember it because my memory is shit. But you would have like okay. See, this is where we got all screwed up yesterday. Mm-hmm. So when we look at that list and and your list, are we talking all time? Or are we talking this last season? 2021, 20, 22. That's hard to do you when, can, when you you're talking consider, about. You can consider their lifetime, but you should be looking at their impact last year when I'm when I'm making. That, that's that's I, I a think, tough that's a tough thing to kind of discern right there so, because CP3, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, minus the championship, should be on the next tier below the legends. I agree. Well, I would put him in the legends list. He's like the third best point guard ever. But if we're talking like with an emphasis on just this past year where they're at right mm-hmm. now, I, w- I would move him a tier below. Yeah, like if this is if this is all time, we're looking at it. Obviously, right. this list changes, but I was just looking at it like in the, in in the, the here and now okay. because we were talking about Devin Booker and a supermax in the here and now. <sighs> Man, that's that's and still I, I, that's how I frame the list. So I'd still stick with what I've got right now. But that's even so. Your list, I I would have a problem with mm. because of the way everything just unfolded in the second round for the Suns. Like mm. you can't put CP3 in that megastars list if guy d- basically didn't do shit for five straight games in the second round. I mean, he was hurt. Like, well, I'm I know, but but that's that. part of the equation, right? Because we Is knock it? guys. Well, we knock guys. We knock guys. Like Kawhi down from the legends list down to the max yeah, stars list for being injured. Well, you might not <laughs> but have, but he didn't, he didn't play. A and full he knocked season, down Jamal right. Murray for being didn't absent play, for last year and a half because he didn't play. Season, right? Like, well, but Chris Paul played the whole season and, except for those fifteen games that he missed. Like, he wasn't. Like, there's a difference between missing a whole season because you're injured from a season before to like what. Chris Paul. Did you watch the last five games? Does it really matter? Yeah, but if Did you, you watch, watch the first two? round? They don't win the first round without him sure, dominating. But, but the last, the, the the second round, like, listen, we're talking about a team that was the best in franchise history, mm-hmm. one of the few teams in NBA history to not even meet, reach the conference finals mm-hmm. despite having over 60 wins. Mm-hmm. Like, like they, they were, they were legendarily a failure. Yeah. Like in, in many regards. And Chris Paul and Devin Booker have to bear the brunt of that on this list. They do. But I I mean, they have to bear the brunt of it. I, I still wouldn't put them in a superstar category as opposed to megastar. Like I I wouldn't. Well, CP3 doesn't even make my superstar list. Oh, God. On this. <laughs> uh, so Jesus let's go Christ. to the superstars here and look at it. 
I go Booker, Irving, Tatum. You said megastar for Tatum. Mm -hmm. I think there's still an opportunity for him, in my mind, to go from the superstar to the megastar mm -hmm. based on what he does in this conference finals mm -hmm. and or the this NBA finals. So so I respect where you're coming from there. Mm -hmm. John ja Morant, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard. That's uh, the, Dame. Dame probably would have been in mega stars if he, hadn't if, been... if he hadn't had such a bad season, been been hurt. Uh, you know, if his team didn't uh, didn't fall as much as they had. So that's why he's he's in this uh, category. If we're talking all time career, he'd be a mega star. Can you leave that up there for a second, please, Leah? Um, so th this is a little bit all over the place because I think the criteria is different for each one of these guys. Mm -hmm. Like Devin Booker is probably the more consistent of the group for the most part in terms of what you know you're probably going to get on a game-to-game -game basis. That's my problem with Jason Tatum is some games he is phenomenal. Like talent for talent-wise, I think Jason Tatum is is probably the best one on the list, if not Kyrie Irving, when they're on the court and they're playing at a high level. Like mm -hmm. their hot is hotter than everybody else's hot. Maybe minus Dame because Dame – He'll drop 60 on you uh, mm -hmm. in a game. Right. Um, but we're, when we're talking about just the overall scope of things, man, this is a tough list because, like, the way Devin Booker went out, you're like, okay, especially the last two games, when your team needs you the last two games of the season, you basically laid an egg in back-to-back -back games. Now, a lot of that is because he had no help in those games. Like, mm -hmm. nobody else is doing shit either mm -hmm. except for DA in game six. Like, so I, I, I will give him that. Mm -hmm. I will give him that. But then you're talking about guys like John Morant, who I agree should be a superstar on this mm -hmm. list. Absolutely. He played phenomenally. Um, and and his team to a surprise and, second best. And line. if he doesn't if he, if he doesn't get hurt, then yeah, I think he's, he absolutely deserves that. Um, but, man, yeah, that, that's... So for my superstars <sighs> list here, I, I had Dame, Dame and Jimmy Butler and Tatum and Kyrie in the tier above. Um, in this one, I got John Morant, DeMar DeRozan, Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Davis, Cat, and Trey Young in that group. Uh, let me say this. Trey Young is an omission on these graphics. Mm. He was on my list in the next category, and Shane yesterday missed it. But that's okay. fine. Okay. That's not <laughs> – I, I don't – I, I don't blame Shane. I gave him a huge list to deal with. Wait, yeah. Trey Young would have been on the next list, on not this list. list. Yes, he wouldn't have been a superstars list. Not on not the just stars just list. The stars list is where oh, I am. Why? <laughs> He's gotten further than Dame. Year. Performance this year. He's been, he was really good this year. Well, they both been to a conference finals. Yeah, they both sure. been to a conference finals. Dame, yeah, Dame yeah. went to one, and then they got smoked by the Warriors. I'm as, oh, as right, usual. Right, right. I'm, yeah, they got swept, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. It was either four or five. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Trey Young's game. It reminds me of the Steph Marbury's, the Steve Francis's of the world with a longer oh, jumper in my mind. So <laughs> oh, man. I, I look the, I understand there's going to be some things we don't agree on. That's right, why right. these lists are, are interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, you know, so do you have any other problems you'd like to <laughs> voice right now? No, so, when you get to right. this next list, let's this go is to the stars. Biggest problems list. Uh, oh my God. Paul George, <laughs> Chris <laughs> Paul, Street Clothes, Carl Anthony Towns. I admit the next one is a total bias pick and he shouldn't probably be there, but I'm going to say it anyways. DeAndre Ayton, Spider Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, like Drew one. Holiday, Jalen Brown, Clay Thompson, DeJounte Murray, Jamal Murray, Pascal Siakam. Chris Middleton, Trey Young, who's not 
uh-huh. listed there. You okay. really put <laughs> you really put DeAndre Aiden in the same category as Chris paid. Paul and Clay Thompson and Paul George. I'm trying I just, to get my man paid. Oh my god! Oh, well, let's remind you, Paul George and the Clippers did not get shit done this year. So the, the, the this year thing is throwing me all off. But. Right. That's what I got. I'm basing it on what happened this year. Uh, you know, because a lot of a lot of this stuff is recency bias. Clay Thompson, Clay first Thompson, first of all, is still playing. Uh, second of all, is still Clay, uh, uh, one of the best shooters of all time. Clay Thompson. I, okay, I'll admit this. Clay Thompson probably should be in the superstar list, and I let the I'm, time he missed uh, be be more. Be and careful, Gerald. Mega, be careful, Gerald. Because I think could, I know where you're about to Megastar go. Megastar could be, if you say legend, I'm going to come kick no, your ass. No, 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 no. But Megastar, I'm, I could understand. I was thinking he was one of the weaker inclusions on this list if we're basing it just on this year. Just on this year? He's not he, been that great this year. He's not been good. Like he not had in the a Western good, Conference Finals without Clay Thompson. No, but like they have a lot of other good parts. Like it's not like he's not the unquestionable number two on their offense anymore. Like he's a guy that if he goes off and gives you something great, but like right now, Clay Thompson, like he's a legend if we're doing whole career. But like right now, Clay Thompson. I don't think they're in the Western. I Conference included him. I included him. him in this stars tier that I have, but like he was near the end of my list. Clay Thompson right now could still drop twenty five and a quarter if he wanted to. Like, well, I. That's that's he's still he's still got that ability. Now, he, did he work himself into form for the 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 last three months? Absolutely, yeah. And I and I'm not saying that he's not inconsistent. Far more inconsistent than he used to be, for sure. Like right. he was he, consistently one of the best shooters of all time yeah. uh, prior to the two injuries, right? So I will give you that. And I and if you want to knock him for that, that's fine. But it just. It, it makes my skin boil to see, and I love Da. We all know that I love Da, <laughs> yeah. but to see him on the same list as 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 some of these guys, I'm like, what? The, as, Not even close. As Matthew Burgess says in the chat, keep Da uh, motivate him. I'm trying to motivate okay. him. Here. Well, all right, <laughs> by saying you're a star, <laughs> my man. Also, like it, it, the this is also the other problem with this list is if they didn't play last year, and that's the criteria then Kawhi and Jamal Murray shouldn't even be on the list yeah. because they didn't play. Right. That's my problem with this list and why it's confusing is well, that look, you still have them as legends, but you're not a legend if you can't fucking let, play. Let me tell you this. There are no rules. You here. guys can put up, put together whatever <laughs> no. you want and bring it to the this show. Espo you rules. just haven't. The moving so target, did, and you the guys moving target of Espo rules. Right. So, so we had a couple of omissions here in this stars list. Can we see um, that list again, please, Leo? So... I had, I mean, you got people are gonna slander me for this because of how he played this year. But like James Harden is still a star, yes. Zach Levine star, uh, yes. Shea Gilgis Alexander, even though he's on a terrible team, star. Yes, he'd be competing for all NBA spots if yes. he was on a winning team. Agreed. All three. James Harden is not a star. He is a he star. Is a James star. Harden he's is still, not a he's star. He's absolutely a star. No, he's not. He's, he's dude, he's I hate, ass, I hate right? James Harden, but he's still a star. Well, you still have to account for him or he will torch you. No, you don't have he's to account still, for him. You have to put one marginally star, decent man. defender on him. He can't get to the line anymore and he can't fucking shoot. Also, Bradley Beal and Brandon Ingram. Brandon, <laughs> oh, Bradley you know what? Bradley Beal was And Brandon was Ingram. Totally, I mean, did totally we not watch a, Brandon Ingram in the first round? Like, yeah, he, was he murdered us. Bra- right. uh, Bradley Beal is, I, I agree. And you could a, make a case a for Draymond as well. You can make a case for him. Well, Draymond should just have been. Because, just because of the defense. Like, I mean, Draymond should absolutely, you know, the omission there is Draymond 
does not get enough credit on any of these lists because he's not on any of them mm. <laughs> for what he does for that team. Without Draymond, the Warriors get bounced in the first or second round. With Draymond, they make it all the way and probably win the finals. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, look, that's... look, I I don't act like I'm infallible. Uh, obviously, there are some misses and some things oh, yeah. that can move around. Um, I think more. You don't really like Brandon Ingram. I, I, I he was damn near unguardable honestly, in that first round. There's some bias in my mind because of uh, of recency. Recency stuff. I like, think that like, yeah, it depends on how you look at it. If it was just like one good series, or if it was a launching point for him. I think it was kind of a launch pad for him yeah. to what's coming next. But and Bam you know, we'll, bio, yes, we'll find out. Agreed. Oh yeah, Bam Adebayo, another one. Um, but yeah, I. I struggled because I kind of, I wanted to put DA on this list because like Drew Holiday being on the list like if you take the championship away he's got like one All Star two All Stars maybe. Well, but I think the I, criteria I, should be: Did you make an All Star game? Right. That's <laughs> if fair. you haven't even and done that fair. yet, you shouldn't even be on any of these lists. That's fair. But so like okay. DA is he's he's close. He's not well, as far away as we want to make it sound. No, but like no. he, I, I wouldn't. He's put right him. there. Yeah, but you know, it took Devin Booker was right there for the longest time, and then finally he got the nudge, and now yeah. he's gone well, three straight times. So yeah. let me ask you this: Does does the tiering at least like to me? Mm. Part of what I was trying to do was we argue: Is this guy a superstar or not? Right. And I don't think it's as simple as is this guy a superstar or not because there's there's intricacies to levels, it. levels yeah. and that's and that's the point you know and that's what i called and screamed at gerald about yesterday <laughs> after kind of rehashing what i was thinking i couldn't really level my own thoughts so that's basically on me but what what i think it, this is with devin booker and the super in relation to the supermax is do i think devin booker is a a quote-unquote supermax type player i do not i do not think that he is one of the more elite players in the game. Do I think he's a top 15 player? Sure. But in my estimation of elite, I'm talking like top five dudes in the league, dudes that you know that you better not ever turn your back on because they will drop 50 on your head, like that kind of dude. Booker shows flashes of it. I want the more dominant performances to be a little bit more consistent in our, now. But in relation to the Suns, he's a super max player because you cannot afford to let him leave. You yeah. can't afford to let him go walk out that door because you have nobody else that would come in and not only uh, play to his level, okay, mm -hmm. but also represent not only himself but also his franchise and, more importantly, this city the way that Devin Booker has done since he basically walked through the front doors of the Footprint Center day one. So in relation to the Suns, Booker is absolutely a Supermax player, but the Supermax argument gets a little wavy because you start talking in comparison to other players that have gotten the supermax and does he is he on the same echelon as them but and see, that's what i was this talking is about the flaw show. of a capped system though because a guy like if this if the league was uncapped a guy like a, a lebron a guy like a Giannis, a guy like a steph are going to make significantly more but the problem is when you're capped it groups all these guys that are best player on the team into the same category. Right. So your your decision is pay him the most I can or likely lose him. There's no there's no There's uh, no in between. No, there's no in between. Right. There's no yeah. uh, there's no way of parsing it better yeah. because the cap system locks you into yeah. that. Because I agree with you. The, he shouldn't get the same money that Steph or Giannis or these guys are getting, but the system dictates that he has to if you're going to keep him basically.
Yeah. No, I completely agree. I don't have anything that did we want to because we saw a couple of young names come up on the list and you did have a young. Yeah, I, I like think emerging there's a, stars. like a, a young emerging stars list should be there. LaMelo should be on that uh, ant. Uh, I had Halliburton. I think uh, an omission here also should be potentially a Jordan Poole with what we've seen him mm -hmm. uh, start to do in Golden State. But there should be a tier for these guys that are on that on that track. To, to make it into these lists, so you can so you can consider them. And where would you put them Where would you put Mikael Bridges? I I don't think he makes it onto a stars list yet because he's no. inconsistent offensively. If you're talking just defensively, yeah, he's a defensive star. But I think you need to have both and be consistent in the impact. Draymond mm. Draymond might may not have a huge offensive impact. But you know what he's going to do consistently, offensively, on the boards, and defensively. Mikhail, all over the map on what you can expect. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I want again like Da. I wanted to put Mikhail in that star category, but I don't think he's there yet. Um, for the young fledgling stars, I had Ant and the three that you had: um, Darius Garland, Tyrese Maxey, yep. uh, Cade Cunningham. I would actually put there already. Uh, MPJ, and then, you know, the injury thing. But if Zion is healthy, he's in that category. Yeah, no, I totally agree if Zion's healthy. And and admittedly, I didn't go as deep on, right. the, yeah. on the young guys. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of names. Uh, hello in the chat, Espo. You forgot Jalen Smith on that Rising Stars. <laughs> also, we have a Sorry. super chat from Norway. Uh, Morty from Norway in yeah. the house. Do you agree with the Sticks Craig trade? Maybe was not smart after all. And then he also gave us, uh, I assume that's Norwegian bucks. Sweet. I don't know. What, what, what is that? What is the Norwegian yeah, I dollar? What I is don't that? know what it is. What's it called? I don't know yeah. what the conversion rate is either, but we'll find out. <laughs> but thank you, uh, uh, Morton. You know what? The only reason I look at it and I don't. A crone? A crone. All a crone. right. I'll find out the conversion. Okay. I, I don't have a problem with the six trade because you had already made your decision that right. you weren't picking up that that option. So it was pretty much done. So you were just trying to get somebody that that could legit try to help. And you thought Tory Craig was that guy based on what he had done the year before. That wasn't the difference in what happened. No. See, Jalen Smith wasn't coming in and solving <laughs> what ailed the Suns in game six and game seven. So uh Coda Kid in the chat says, here's a question. If Devin Booker gets the Supermax, will there be the same amount of blame on him like they do DeAndre? No. Here, this is what I'll say is when DeAndre's not here there's going to be a lot of hate thrown around to a lot of dudes that did not expect it coming their way because you can't blame DA anymore. So who are you going to blame now? It ain't going to be Devin. <laughs> I mean, I disagree with that. I feel like I feel like everyone has gotten their just amount of blame for this. People have wanted to trade Chris Paul because he wasn't himself those last five games. People have bashed on Devin Booker for the Luka special stuff. I think he he's talking more games. overall, not just this last series. I feel like Book, when he has a bad game, we're – quick to point it out though like i feel like we do that That's with everybody I, I feel like da gets more hate because the inconsistency is more common with him i think it's more like, vis i it's, think it's more visceral though yeah. it is it, and it's not cool like it's two sides two very entrenched right. it's very much like politics right now yes. there's two very <laughs> entrenched sides there's no such thing as the middle and yes. and everything <laughs> is is you know a a very angry argument when it comes to DA, <laughs> I think everybody has love for book and will say, Hey, that was a really bad game, yes. but it's not visceral. When oh yeah. It comes they're quicker in. to forgive book because book has given the franchise more like that's just the simple nature of it. But 
I do think if he gets that super max, even though it won't kick in until 2024, like I I do think he'd be held to an even higher standard than he already yeah, is. Which like, he should. It, it would be exactly yeah, it, it would probably be the exact same thing that DeAndre uh, experienced by being the number one pick. Like that pressure yes. of being the number one pick will now be the same kind of pressure. Oh, you're the supermax guy. You got to be the same as KD. You got to be the same as Giannis. You got to be this. Yeah, like that the pressure super will star. most yes. doubtedly, uh, undoubtedly, uh, ratchet up a lot. And also, um, somebody in the chat said, "Find you uh, someone who uh, who loves you the way Saul loves Da." This is true. <laughs> this is true, Joe. <laughs> and I'm going to cry when he leaves. <laughs> And we'll have it live we here on PHNX Suns. We'll go emergency oh, pod for be, Saul's I won't be on the pod for like a week. I promise you I won't. You're going to Lindsay Smith it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> speaking of Lindsay, uh, <laughs> the Arizona Department of Health Services wants <laughs> that summer seating out. I am struggling to make this connection. <laughs> oh, you'll get it in a second. Oh, no. seating up right now. Lots oh. of events going on, and we want you to be safe, ha- healthy, and happy if you have it in you. Uh, Saul and I don't have it in us, but we want you to be happy if you are so uh, so inclined to. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccines for a location near you there's no easy transition to this next topic so we'll just talk about one james jones who had a press conference yesterday the general manager talking about the season that was and what the future looks like gerald you were part of that uh there was a transition right there just for you man what transition should I have yeah, done? You could have said the Celtics and the Heat play tonight. You know, you used to play for the Heat. It was James Jones. And James Jones talked yesterday. But, but that's not <laughs> that's not a transition from talking about the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching, know, the, <laughs> watching the playoffs makes you, me sick. You know, the, the Miami <laughs> Heat are, are hot, and that's like a fever. <laughs> <laughs> James Jones. Uh, anyways, uh, you weren't. Here, here's the transition. Due to COVID protocols, you weren't at the facility to talk with James Jones. It was over Zoom, but you sure. were part of the press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just get into it. What What did you hear from James Jones? What were the talking points that we should get into and yell at each other about? Yeah, he, he touched on – it was only like a nine- or ten-minute press conference, but he touched on a variety of topics, and a lot of people are just going to say it was lip, ser- lip service and like empty platitudes and whatnot. But I do think, like, he did say some encouraging things if you are on on the team of, like, DeAndre Ayton should stay here. He should have a future here. And, again, well done is better than well said. We all know this, thanks to Monty. But, like, he did say some encouraging things about wanting to keep the team together. His central theme of everything when we asked from the trade deadline to this upcoming summer was continuity, depth, not changing his approach to team building. And that's not encouraging if you're looking at this last series as far as like, well, where did continuity and depth get us this year? But he made some valid points like when he said um, the season ended in a disappointing way, but the season was not a disappointment. Like that is true. Like it, they won 64 games and until they completely stopped playing like themselves and some stuff went on behind the scenes that we don't still know the extent of it, like they were the favorites to win the title. The reason that we're all sitting here shell-shocked is because they completely got away from what made them great in the first place. And so you need to fix that part of it for sure, and you need to address that. But in terms of his approach to team building, I don't think it was 
flawed. It just wound up not working out in their favor. But, you know, I, I, I get the, the sentiment that they had a great regular season. But, you know, I, I want to go back to the Golden State Warriors the year after they won the title. And they had won 73 games. And basically, once they had won, and once they beat the Bulls and eclipsed that 70, that win mark, everybody to a T said, it don't matter unless you win the ring. It don't, right. And that's why they're not one of the greatest teams, quote unquote, of all time, even though win percentage wise, they obliterated everybody right. like in NBA history. And so at the end of the day, it's it's about do you win a title? Do you get or at least come close? And they didn't even come close. They got right. bounced in the second round. Like that's that's just too, too soon. And with the, the moves that were potentially, you know, out there or rumored to be out there that could have been executed to sit here and say, well, we had a good regular season and that's good enough for us right now is kind of bullshit. Yeah, I, I feel that. And I, I think it's important to note that like nothing that he could say in the moment is going to make fans feel better about this. Like he could have come out here and said, I should have traded for Eric Gordon straight up. And people would still be like, oh, well, yeah. then why didn't true, you? Or true. they would be like, well, that's not good enough because we still lost. Like, no matter what he said, even if he took full ownership for it and said depth wasn't the right way, I should have pursued a star or this and that, like we would still be sitting here like unhappy with the way it turned out. And I, I get his mindset. You have tiers of goals that you try to reach and being the best in the regular season, right. setting the record. I mean, those were goals that, that were on the sheet and they completed them. Mm -hmm. uh, overall... Not uh, not the best the end to it. But I do love his commitment to continuity because he went 10 minutes on that press conference and that was about as long as the sun showed up in game six. Oh. <laughs> so, they didn't even show up that long. You know, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Definitely not uh, game seven. Not, not a so, game clock at least. Yeah, so, But uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's take a listen to one of the things that James Jones had to say uh, when it came to DeAndre Ayton here. I mean, DeAndre had a great season, um, a really productive season. Um, you know, like I think across the board, you look at what he did, he, he improved and, you know, that's a testament to him and the hard work. And, you know, those are the, that's what you expect uh, from a player of his caliber. Um, as far as like free agency and those things, we'll address them at the proper time. You know, that's a time that that happens in uh, July, the end of June. Um, but we want to con continue to keep our consistency, our continuity and keep the guys that we have and continue to help those guys improve upon the things that we did this year. Um, the season didn't end the way we wanted it to, um, but I think with the, uh, a lot of internal improvement, we, we can progress forward. Uh, he said, end of June, beginning of July. You know we'll be in the beginning of July. What's that? Summer League. We'll be at the Summer League. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when, I, when we see James Jones, I swear I'm like, hey, bro. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> Wait, we have, I don't see a deal yet. You, we got a DA answer? <laughs> well, he says end of June, though. You know what's at the end of June? The draft. Yep. So you could have conclusion to your to your DA questions uh, in in some oh. kind of deal at draft time too. Damn it! But again, like again, <laughs> this could just be lip service. It, it could, could be. be. It could be him not wanting to tip his hand, which is smart. You know, like Saul, you and I were talking about this. James Jones understands that if you are going to try and trade DA, you need to talk him up. You need oh, to. Yeah. You know, absolutely inflate your asset. Like absolutely. that's what you're supposed to do as a GM. Mm -hmm. So that could just be all this is. But he was very complimentary of the progress that DA made, which we've talked about all season long, how he improved in a lot of big areas. Um, that didn't show as much in that second round playoff series, but he really did make strides this season. He's still I think he's gonna turn twenty-four in July. So like he's still young. Um and again, you're not gonna get a one on one replacement for what he does. 
So I think him saying that he has this commitment to continuity is a good thing if you're a DA fan and wants to see him stick around because, you know, you look at that core four that they have, they're all 26 years and younger. So maybe the continuity and the internal improvement doesn't necessarily apply to the end of bench guys or the role player guys, but just to those four and Chris Paul for the time being. I, if this isn't lip service, right, mm. and we take it at face value, part of it makes me wonder, are there dueling thoughts in, internally on DeAndre Ayton? Mm. Does James Jones maybe feel one way where Monty maybe feels a different way about it? And this in particular in the moment. Mm. Like, it's, to be fair with Monty, everything that was asked of Monty that has has been pointed at when it comes to DA was in the moment right after a very tough loss where James Jones gets four days to prepare his thoughts before he sits in front of people for 10 minutes. Right. Very different situation, but it does make me wonder, are there competing thoughts within the organization when it comes to DA potentially too? We don't know, mm -hmm. but that kind of, if we're taking him at face value, I, it makes me wonder that. There could be, and it could be just like the Suns fan base and just like each of us who support DA and want him to, to see him play well, but also can acknowledge the inconsistencies and the inability to dribble, which is what, if you're a number one or a number two option, you need to be able to do. And you can't do that yet. But I, I do think like he acknowledged the whole Monty DA spat on the sidelines. He was asked about it. Um, and he said like, no, nah, it's not my, like, cause he was asked, do you feel the need to get them in a room together and hash it out and he said no nah, like we're a team this is what happens with a team that has high expectations and that didn't live up to those expectations like tempers will flare and he doesn't feel the need to babysit them um and and he said something to the effect of i think monty addressed it whether that was with him individually after the fact or as the team when he addressed them on monday morning i don't know but i think he's gonna he said we're adults we're gonna handle it like adults and it's it is what it is. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Again, could be lip service. There could be deeper feuds there, but I, on the surface, it sounds like he's going to let his team function the way that it's functioned to this point. Somebody in the chat had mentioned, you know, like for a guy who, who's averaged over the course of his career, just 12 field goal attempts per game, mm -hmm. you know, I think people don't realize how efficient he really is. And, and they dog him because, you know, He's he's inconsistent and and he doesn't show the type of uh, promise that a number one pick would show, right? But I think that the Suns have equally been um, as as at fault in inconsistently keeping him involved mm -hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. And listen, anybody will tell you, even if you just go play pickup ball, you're only going to run as many times up and down that court, or you're only going to run up and down that court so many times before you realize, man, I haven't touched the ball like 15 straight times down the court. Fuck him. For sure. <laughs> but, but, but where does he like, get his points, though? Well, How well, does he get his points? Well, everybody else, that's that's up to everybody else, unfortunately, in this right. situation. But that's you know what I'm mean? saying is, like, his 12 field goal attempts are a product of his skill set and where he's best maximized right now. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be that way forever, but, and I saw somebody say he's a seven-footer, he shouldn't have to dribble. The seven-footers that we're comparing him to, as far as the guys that are number one options, they can dribble. They can score off the dribble. They can shoot. They can do all these different things. D.A. can get there, but he's not there yet. And one thing I'll say in his defense is every offseason, it seems like he is adding something yes. to his game. He's progressing. So it's where he is now doesn't mean that's where he'll be next year or the year after, which is one of the things you have to consider in this. I just... 
to me, if you're translating this and not taking James Jones at face value, mm-hmm. I go back to the, this is, I'm keeping all my options open and I'm going to speak glowingly by saying we want him back because that's where I get the most leverage. Mm-hmm. I, I, and it keeps DA happy if I do bring him back, mm-hmm. if that is where I want to go. I, I also think like, you know, we talk about skill set, you know what I mean? And I think he did show flashes of being able to dribble the ball and get around defenders from time to time. Um, most of the time he did lose the ball is because his awareness is nowhere near where it needs to be in terms of the backside defenders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we see him, or just off of a straight-up rebound, which just fires me up every single time. <laughs> yeah. Every scene, he'll come down, and then all of a sudden, there go the Mavs the other way with the ball. You're like, how the hell did that happen? Like, that should never happen. So, uh, But he did add a, a, a three-point you know, shot to his – at least he started to try and incorporate it this year to some degree. He did a little bit more towards the end of the year. I think that's something he needed to do more of, to be honest with you. Like, I, he shot a pretty good percentage from three-point range. Like, why not shoot some more? But, again, I don't know if that's something that, like, the Suns really don't want him to do too much because it's not it's in the not flow that. of their system. I can tell you it's not that because if he has the ability to put the ball on the floor and close that gap when he catches it in that short pocket and close the gap between the sagging defender and where he's at, he would average 20, 25 points a game. Like, that is something that he tangibly needs to work on. And he has improved. He's shown flashes of his dribble, but that's just like we talked about. Mikhail Bridges has shown flashes of being a mid-range elite scorer. It didn't show up in the postseason when it mattered most, yeah. and it's not a consistent skill that you can, like, rely in, rely on night in and night out. That's where he needs to get to. And it's not saying that he hasn't improved or that he won't, but right now you need to be able to trust that dribble to close that gap on sagging defenders, and it's not there yet. Yeah, and if you want more of the DA discussion, we did do a whole episode dedicated to our thoughts on DA earlier in the week, so go check that one out. I want to move on with uh, with what James Jones had to say in terms of team building and his overall thoughts on what he's going to do this summer. You you have to improve. So, um, like, let's, let's be real. We had a tremendous season. Um, I said this yesterday, the, the season – the way it ended was disappointing, but the season was not a disappointment. Um, our team was a really good team. We just didn't have that same level of success in the playoffs. And so I'm not going to change uh, what we do. Uh, I'm not going to change my approach to team building, which is to, to create and construct a team that has a, a ton of depth, a ton of skill, and uh, great chemistry. Uh, we just need to be better. And I think after a summer where our guys improve, we will be. I think it's tough to argue – with James Jones overall thought of, I'm not going to change my bigger picture thought on how to build a really good team because of what happened in this second round. I, I'm willing to change out pieces, but the larger vision is the right one, and it worked in the regular season. That's the way I took what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I, I think like the culture of what they were trying to build the type of individual they want to bring in, like mm-hmm. I think that should stay the same. Like you yeah. don't want to be wishy washy on that type of stuff. Like it, for instance, w- you know we talked about potential people maybe being traded as, as superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving would absolutely not fit the mold of what the Suns yes. do or the type of person that they would want to bring in, right? Yeah. If you saw Kyrie Irving get traded to the Suns, then you know they're panicking. 
Mm-hmm. You know they're panicking. Or James Jones isn't making the decisions. Or James Jones isn't making the decisions. But I, I don't – at this point, I just don't have any reason to believe that. So I just – I, I agree with what James Jones is saying. It didn't work out this year, but you can't be wishy-washy. Things will happen sometimes in the playoffs where it, things get jacked up, whether it be behind closed doors or not. You have to identify those and you have to fix those and get yourself back to an even playing um, you know, level that you experience during the regular season for the most part. And so I do agree with that to a degree. I just don't I just don't want it to be complacency where you're like, well, we were good in the regular season and then just kind of ignore what happened in the playoffs because then that what are we doing this for? Yeah, and I, I didn't and, and Gerald uh hop in here too, but I didn't get the sense that it was that. My guess no. is He's looking at that bench and going, "That's where, yeah. that's where I messed up." Like, that's so crazy. You had the right, you had the right guys in terms of camaraderie. It felt like, but maybe the, not the right guys in terms of skill set. It's so crazy how that bench was like one of the one of the bell cows of this team mm-hmm. all season long, and then we got to the playoffs and it was like, what? Yep. Just happened here, yeah, just right? Like just campaign turned into a pumpkin. Tory Craig made nowhere near the impact he made last year when he was a midseason off addition. Um, you know, Aaron Holiday never even got a chance. JaVale McGee was, you know, in pick and roll, drop death, drop coverage to death. Like Bismarck Biombo is arguably the only bench player that like came in and consistently gave them effort when he actually got run. Yeah. Or and Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson was kind of hit or miss, but like their bench dried up really quick and it was concerning. And I actually asked him, um, I tried to throw in Eric Gordon into my question see if he would bite. He didn't bite on the Eric Gordon bit, but I did ask him, you know, if he had any regrets about the way that he handled the trade deadline and his approach to it. Um, and he said, no, like I, again, I approached the trade deadline just like I approached the summer. I'm focused on chemistry, focused on depth, focused on building the best team possible. Like those are practical moves versus theoretical moves. I can't live in that world where I'm looking back as far as like, oh, I should have done this differently, um, which is, again, a very public outward thing to say inward. I, I think he has to at least look at the trade deadline and be like, yeah, I didn't do enough or I should have done this differently, especially if the reports are true that Eric Gordon could have been had for a first round pick. Like you needed another ball handler, another shooter, another guy that can create his own shot in that type of playoff series, they didn't have it, especially with Chris Paul hobbled, Devin Booker being trapped, and campaign being whatever that turned into. Yeah. Did you ask him if Frank Kaminsky leaving destroyed the locker? <laughs> Sadly, I, I did so. not get it. If we had gotten James Jones a couple of weeks ago, I would have totally asked about Frank Kaminsky just because we love Frank, but yeah, no, end I of didn't. season stuff, I was, uh, was going to hold off. Real quick, too. Um, I, I've seen this comment several times on social um, Dirty Face Capone says, windows closed, can't depend on a 38-year-old CP3 to lead you to a championship. This team is in a real pickle. Um, I don't think that the approach for the Suns from this point forward will be will be CP3-based. It will be no. Devin Booker and, and, and hopefully either adding another superstar to counteract Devin Booker or a significant piece while keeping DA as well. Like I think it's it's got to be one of the two if you want to compete next year because you have to acknowledge that Chris Paul's basically on on, on the last legs of his of his career and in theory 
he only has one more year left here in, in the Valley, right? Because after that, it's a team option for the last two years, right? It's it's partially guaranteed for the third year, and then the last year is a team option. So, so but, they, but they it. would yeah. eat it if they yeah. wanted to for what seventeen mil, something like that. It's yeah. it's more than that, but or for the partial guarantee? Yeah, yeah. partial guarantee. Yeah, I think it's like half, which is around like fifteen or yeah. sixteen million. But yeah, and it's interesting you brought that up because he was asked about Chris Paul's future, and the Suns trying to take the load off him and. He said, you know, Chris Paul will come back and improve. He always regroups after struggles and learns from them. But our guys as a team, it's a team game. There are opportunities every year, stretches in the season for guys to take a bigger role, carry a bigger load, manage a bigger load. And I thought we did that well during the regular season, not so well in the postseason. And so I think our guys will just have to step up and give a little more when it's needed. So he's very cognizant of, again, going back to that internal growth continuity thing. I think he's very focused on that core four, the youngsters, and maybe everything else around them could be prone to change. We can talk about this next week, and we'll talk about Cam Johnson as part of that, uh, mm-hmm. the the larger picture of it. But I think where they're going to look to improve is that four spot and a more consistent shooter potentially with Jay Crowder maybe becoming part of that bench unit. That would seem a logical mm-hmm. place to start looking at. But again, larger discussion for that next week. It could be. Should we should we play our final clip as yeah. far as the uh, cuz I did ask him another question. I asked him about, you know, cuz he was kept talking about continuity and internal growth. So I asked him, you know, how do super ma- the supermax for Devin Booker and a potential rookie scale extension for Cam Johnson figure into this and, and this is what he had to say. Um, like that's, you know, that's that's a part of the business. As your team improves, typically your payroll increases. Um, you know, we're not we're not here to you know, we're, we're, we're focused on improving the team and, and, you know, those guys are, they deserve, they, they, they deserve the credit. Um, they deserve the accolades and the financial rewards with, that come with being good players and productive players. So um, it doesn't preclude us from doing anything. Um, we're not talking about luxury, luxury tax issues or avoiding those things. Like that's not something that's going to prevent us from continuing to build this team and keep this team together. So, I mean, that's, we're going to have contract extension discussions. Yes. And if Cam's number isn't too ridiculous, he'll get done just like McHale. Right. I mean, that's the way I translate that, right? And it is encouraging. I know somebody commented on or tweeted at me yesterday about in regards to the luxury tax thing. Like, this is old news. Like, Sarver said this last July. It's still pertinent news because of what happened in the playoffs. Like, when oh, you yeah. go through a playoff collapse like that, the impetus might change. The calculus might change for you there. The fact that it hasn't and they're still outwardly saying, you know, the luxury tax is not going to impede us from doing what we need to do is a sigh of relief. Again, we need to see the actions back that up, especially with this particular owner in question. But for now, this is all we got. So we're going to cling to that and we're going to hold people accountable if it winds up not being the case. Yeah, if they believe that the window was closed, he wouldn't be saying that. Right, and, and we oh, should, we're going to consider the financial option. And we should point out the window has not necessarily closed. Like you need a healthy Chris Paul in the playoffs with this current iteration. But even if Chris Paul is not himself, if you keep those four Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson intact and on the books for the long term, you will still be able to retool and have at least a playoff caliber team. And then you hope that you're able to bring in a star caliber guard or whoever you need to to get back to title contender. Yeah, I'd argue even if you just kept DA, or excuse me, if you just kept Cam, McHale, and and Book and added around them uh, as your core young, you'd still have a shot to compete 
based on what moves you made around it. So. Sure. Oh, that's. <laughs> you think DA is that important to the long-term sustainable success? No, I have doubts on whether McHale and Cam can carry that much of a load. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying with that kind of a core of youth, you can still add another piece around it, and auto, and you're still a contender. You can yeah. bring in somebody else. I mean, it, it, like, let's talk about Mikhail for a second. Like, we, we haven't even talked – we haven't really got into him. But, I mean, this is four years now, just like D.A. And mm-hmm. I would argue that he's just as inconsistent as D.A. is. Offensive, would offensive, offensively, offensively, yeah. Absolutely offensively. You're, you have really high highs and, and sometimes – Lower lows. I mean, we didn't see as many. And his, and his six, been point I think they were both but. a lot more consistent during the regular season True. this year. I think in the playoffs, they were both as inconsistent, especially in the second round. I think Mikhail's second, the first round. second half of the season was very consistent offensively. Beginning, mm-hmm. we had some of those yeah, six point games, but he did in that second half become much more consistent. Uh, I think you have a lot of swing. I mean, we've seen him score in the 30s, we've seen six. Uh, in this season, uh, I think there's some inconsistency, but you can't argue on the defensive end. The guy came every night and put put it out there. And maybe that's the, the that's defense. maybe that's part of this too. Is that Mikhail, You know, he refused to sit down. He had the streak going. He, he played a lot of minutes this year, and honestly, in that Maverick series, he didn't make as much of an impact on the defensive side because he they, he was he looked like he was worn down too, in my estimation. I mean, just it's... from watching the games, like he wasn't as active as he normally was. He had a few he had a few good games. In the playoffs, but largely in that in that second round series, I just felt like he was just really worn down. Gave us his last great effort in Game Five, um, and and that was about it. I want to table this. I want to get into Mikhail and, and Cam and Cam, early yeah. next week. We need to next and week talk for about sure. that. That's really loud. That's the outside. fire department because they know. They <laughs> okay. say, call the people Are from we Mikhail. Being off stage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's 14 fire trucks going by right now. There's always an accident right here. Yeah, but if you want to be fire, like. <laughs> As in hot. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook app, everybody. Oh, Go there. Terrible. If you bet $5 on any NBA team <laughs> to win, you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. It's just that easy when you use the code PHNX. And what I love about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, it's, app, app, app. <laughs> it's safe, reliable, and secure. So you are you can feel at ease when you're putting money in and taking it out. You get it out quick because sometimes you need that money uh, to buy your wife a gift or uh, or pay for something that's going on uh, at the house, whatever the case may be. But don't worry if you're already a member on the on the app, uh, you can take play or take part in same game parlays. They got an offer for you. Uh, if you have a same game parlay with three legs or more, you'll get a free bet back up to twenty five dollars. If one leg doesn't hit, that's right. It's kind of like insurance on that same game parlay you want to do in any sport. That's not just NBA. You can do it in baseball, cricket. Uh, I, I don't know what other sports you, you can do it in right now. Uh, tiddlywinks, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> what the fuck are tiddlywinks? It's the things, okay. you know, those little discs and you pop and they, uh, it's a game you play as a kid. I, I can't imagine there's Back pro in the tiddlywinks. <laughs> Uh, uh, pro was this, pillow fighting. Was this after uh, I don't you know. played in the Sandlot? Do you think the slap fighting's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app? They have a professional slap fighting. I know Tiddlywinks isn't. What I'm saying is any anything that's in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, same game parlays, you can get. This, uh, you can, this that's Tiddlywink. There we go. There what? you go. 
It, it, oh my god! I will bring Tiddlywinks <laughs> and we'll play it in one of these of course you summer will. shows that I, we don't. Of have. course you will, because you have it at home. You play probably play it every day, don't you? No, my parents have it. Uh, <laughs> it something I played when I was a kid. Uh, there you go. We didn't have video How games. Are you all right? not older than me? Screw you! All right. <laughs> I didn't have video games. I had to get creative. Damn it! And if you're looking to get creative, the DraftKings Sportsbook app can help you get creative with your bets. $5 on any NBA team to win. You will get $150 in free bets if they do when you use the code PHNX. That's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Uh, <laughs> Gilbert, in the chat, Espo is 60 at heart. My heart, I actually think, is about 80. Oh, no. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I have a shitty diet is what I'm trying to say. Oh, no. uh, but, he's, working uh, on, he's working on it. I though. am. I'm he's working, working on, on it. it. We're working on it. Uh, hello, says Espo. We don't need to know your sex lingo. All right. Is that the tiddlywinks <laughs> reference? Hey, baby, you want to do some tiddlywinks? <laughs> tiddlywinks. What? Uh, you know what? We've uh, We've decided to have some fun at the end of these shows this summer mm-hmm. uh and we've gone high tech with our ad oh, roulette oh, so yeah. let's uh, pull it up we're gonna anymore. decide all well, too damn bad you, this are, ride. you are and we're gonna God, do my it so- my southern accent was so bad uh, so here's the spin i'll do Lindsay it. if it lands on Lindsay. so let's see <laughs> it landed on gerald gerald is the wheel let's see what rigged. you're gonna be doing <laughs> uh for the og's ad or ad read here Oh, you're going to do it as Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is basically a stoner. Bro, I Give me no, a stoner. I'm doing I a stoner no read for OG's ad. Yes, no yes, you are. Spicoli. I don't even know what that. I don't even know who that fuck that is. Oh, come on. It was Sean Penn's I character. I don't partake. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. When did that movie come out? In the 80s. When? Like 82? No. Come on. No. Give me. Fine, you can do it as this the, isn't the baseball you can do podcast. It as the dude. Where we live in the old old how about, days. How about the dude? I'll just do a, the I'll, big I'll, I'll, I'll just try a stoner. <laughs> I hate you for this. <laughs> I'm so upset. I've gotten the worst one so far. Uh, I got Monty and Stoner. <laughs> two polar two, opposites. Two totally different things. Um, Stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OGs, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, different flavors, like blackberries and cream and watermelon. Like, <laughs> it's perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or, like, a chill indica. Don't bogart the edibles, Gerald. <laughs> if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG Brands has to offer. Is this Surfer Dude? Go it's to Keanu. OGBrands.com. It is Keanu. You guys are fucking with my accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's O-G-E-E-Z dot brands. Oh, there's no dot, bro. Brands.com. <laughs> To find OGs near you. <laughs> well done, that sir. Well done. Good work, sir, Gerald. Good stuff, Gerald. Best OGs read we've had. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for for voices we should do, put them in in the chat or in the comments uh, on the show. Or apparently, can't us. do 
Kendrick Perkins. Can, no Kendrick no. Perkins. <laughs> but tweet us too. You can tweet us at PHNX underscore sons if you have an idea. We'll add them to the wheel and torture everyone. I can't wait till Lindsay totally refuses to do this yep, when not, she comes back, which will be amazing. Uh, I guess I'll have to have two on the wheel at that point. <laughs> so we've come to the end of the show and of our week here at yep. PHNX Suns Live. No show tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for helping us get through uh what was a, a tough week looking back at whatever the hell happened. Mm-hmm. Plenty more coming up. We will be here Monday through Friday next week, 2 p.m. live, and you can always get us on demand on podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please leave a five-star review. You can write whatever you want in said review. Just make sure it's five-star. So for Gerald Borgay, at Gerald Borgay on Twitter, Saul Bookman, at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because uh, – Gerald Stoner voice needs a little extra space to breathe. Uh, you can follow me at Espo. And remember, you never know who's going to wind up on the ad wheel of roulette and what stupid accent they're going to have to do. Ahoy, ahoy.